Welcome to The Human Way with me, Kelly O'Dell. In this episode, I'm going to continue my discussions from last month's episode and discuss digitalization. But this month, I'm going to predict a digitalization bubble. Many of you know that I help coach my son's American football team here in Gothenburg, Sweden, where we live. American football is not a big sport in Sweden, and there aren't many parents who have actually played football, so the few of us who have become coaches by default. And I really enjoy helping and watching these young people develop and grow. One of the things that's particularly interesting to see is how their understanding of the game develops over the years. When they first start playing the game, pretty much anything can happen on the field. But with experience, they become more savvy to the game. I love watching them learn to read the game and understand how the play will develop before it actually happens. The kids on our team are all 14 or 15 years old. And at this age, there are enormous differences in both physical and mental maturity. Some of our players are tiny and some are giants. And yet on the field, size doesn't matter as much as you might think. More important is your ability to follow the flow of the game and be in the right place at the right time to make a tackle, throw a block, or to find that hole in your opponent's defense. This is a form of wisdom about the game that is difficult to teach and is primarily the result of learning from experience. Throughout my working life, I've seen this same type of wisdom develop in people I've worked with. One of the great things with getting a little older is that you gain experience and you begin to see patterns. To be sure, getting older doesn't guarantee that you get any wiser, and just because someone is young doesn't mean they can't be wise. Wisdom isn't simply the result of experience, it's the result of learning from your experience. I've met plenty of wise young people and just as many older people who never seem to gain the benefit of experience. I imagine I fall somewhere in between. In some areas of my life, I seem to gain wisdom and In some areas, I never seem to learn. One of the patterns I've seen throughout my working life is that we seem to have a specific way of adapting to new technology that creates technology bubbles. On the surface, you might think that a new technology is developed, and if it adds value to our business, we will implement it. But the reality is much more complicated. I'm going to make two predictions. The first prediction is that the future is digital. Now, that's not a very difficult prediction since digitalization has crept into many areas of our daily life already, and all indicators are that the trend will continue. The other prediction may not be quite as obvious. I predict that we are currently in the middle of a digitalization bubble. Now, I may not be enough of a guru to know if this bubble will end with a boom or a fizzle, but I'm sure it will deflate in some way. On the 10th of March, the Swedish government announced the creation of a digitalization council with 10 members who will be responsible for supporting the government's digitalization strategy. The gist of this new digitalization strategy, although not yet formally presented, is already pretty clear. The government has ordered virtually all government agencies to become digital. And given the Swedish schools the task of incorporating digitalization into their syllabus or their teaching plan. 
The Swedish government is not alone in their enthusiasm for digitalization. Every large corporation is either in the process of developing digital strategies or already in the implementation phase. So how can I reconcile my two predictions? One prediction that digitalization is here to stay and the other that we are in a digital bubble. Well, experience tells us that we have a very specific pattern when it comes to adapting to a new technology. In my work with change management, I've seen that our acceptance of new technology, which impacts existing business processes and business models, follows closely with the traditional change curve developed years ago by Scott and Jaffe. The change curve, as it was developed by Scott and Jaffe, has four stages that we go through when we're adapting to change. The first, the first phase is denial. After denial, we move into resistance. From resistance, we go into exploration. And then finally, we come to commitment. I've used these same phases to describe how we adapt to new technology. Now, digitalization, or the tools for digitalization, have existed for years. And some industries have made more progress than others. For example, in my blog post from the 8th of February 2017, I discuss how the banking industry has capitalized on digitalization to improve their service to their customers while reducing their costs of doing business. But most industries, as well as most government agencies, are just getting into the exploration phase. At present, most organizations have moved past the denial phase, where they generally don't even understand the question, and past the resistance phase, where they begin to understand that this new technology might be a threat to their old way of working. Today, many organizations are firmly entrenched in the exploration phase, where they tend to apply the new technology to anything and everything without really understanding if the technology creates value in all these various applications. When my youngest son was about four years old, he figured out how a crescent wrench works, but he didn't understand what to do with it. He was fascinated by the crescent wrench and ran all over the house, closing the jaws of the wrench on anything he could fit it, in, fit it on. We still have marks on our coffee table from his experimentation with this tool. In the same way, many organizations are experimenting with new digitalization tools. And like my son and the coffee table, these organizations will leave scars on their businesses in the form of wasted time and resources and significant loss of productivity. The current digital technology bubble is the result of many organizations moving into the exploratory phase at roughly the same time. Most of these organizations don't even realize that they're in the exploration phase. If you were to ask them, or at least ask their leaders, many would say that they are in the commitment phase. But often these same leaders have a difficult time describing the value that will be created with this new technology, or how the new technology will be implemented. The Swedish government's digitization strategy is a good case in point. The government presents several activities that should or will be executed to create a digital society. But it's difficult to find a clear description of the purpose of these activities. The main purposes that are given suggest that our government agencies will be more effective. And there's also a notion that somehow 
Sweden has fallen behind other countries regarding digitalization, but it's never quite clear in what way Sweden has fallen behind or why that would be a problem. Now, this isn't atypical for the exploration phase. Our leaders have a strong sense that this technology is important and that something needs to be done so we don't miss the digital boat, but they don't really understand where the boat is going. This frantic activity to implement new technology, in this case digitalization, is ultimately what leads to the bubble. When the technology first comes on the scene, there are always a few early adopters who move through the technology acceptance curve faster than others. In the case of digitalization, banking and the travel industry might be two good examples of early adopters. The rest of society requires more time to warm up to the new technology. But when people or organizations become aware of the technology and the potential with the technology, the bubble begins. Suddenly, everyone's getting into it, everyone's getting digital without really understanding what getting digital means or what it's good for. Organizations are starting projects. Consultants are retooling their skills and their marketing messages to ride the digital wave and the race is on. If you ask anyone, they'll tell you that digitalization will make us more effective and it's a requirement for staying competitive. But very few can identify concrete, quantifiable benefits that can be defined as measurable goals. I don't usually argue that every goal needs to be scientifically quantifiable, but I do think that if organizations are going to spend millions or even billions of dollars on new technology, they ought to have a reasonably good idea about the return on investment. The usual way to present Scott and Jeffy's change curve can lead us to believe that we always move on to the next phase when we have managed to get through the phase we're in. The reality, however, is that we frequently go back to an earlier phase or we regress. The most common regression is to move from exploration or sometimes even from commitment back to resistance. This is usually the result of bad experiences. When the technology doesn't work out the way we hoped it would, or it turns out to be much more expensive and complicated than we expected, we can find ourselves back in the resistance phase. We decide that this new technology, whatever it was, just wasn't good or viable. This is when the bubble bursts, when a large number of organizations have poured truckloads of capital and effort into the new technology and it doesn't work out the way they wanted it to, they will often pull the plug on their projects. It usually starts with one or two high-profile projects getting trashed. This becomes the cue for everyone else who has been wondering what to do with the mess they have on their own hands. Suddenly, projects are being cancelled everywhere, investments are being written off, and consultants that were previously hard to find are suddenly out of work. Those of us who've been through previous technology bubbles recognize the story, Many of us went through it with the internet boom. The internet was around for 8 or 10 years before companies really showed any interest in it. And then everyone had to get in. And after spending billions of dollars, we all stopped and looked around us and thought, this is nuts. 
The good news is that when we shook off the shock of our initial failures, we learned from them. Our next investments in the internet were smarter, more mature, and more realistic. When you read old articles about the dawn of electricity in our homes and industry or the invention of the automobile, you get a sense that the same things happened then. So the question is, can we avoid the exploration phase and the backlash that inevitably follows? Couldn't we just skip this phase and move straight into a more mature implementation of digitalization? Only in the areas of our business where they truly create the most value? As enticing as this idea may be, my suspicion is that we can't skip the exploration phase. The exploration phase is part of our learning process. We, we, we have to play with new technology for a while to understand its true value. What we can do is strive to minimize the cost and damage to our business while we're experimenting. My work as a public speaker and management educator in change management and leadership, as well as my own long experience as a line manager, has given me the opportunity to see what's going on inside many large organizations. And what I see is frustrating. I've seen government organizations who've been tasked with getting digital by the political leaders without really understanding what it is exactly they should digitalize. In Sweden, you can find numerous examples of this just by following the news. For example, there have been ongoing efforts to create digital patient journals for several years, and on the whole, the results haven't been inspiring. There are other examples from the police and the military, as well as many other government agencies who've, who have failed attempts at digitalization in their baggage. But let's not fall for the illusion that these failures only happen in government agencies. Corporations have the same skeletons in their closets. The only difference is that they don't get the same publicity for their digitalization failures. I see large corporations investing staggering amounts of money in digitalization projects with only the vaguest idea of the value these projects will create. Many of us have experienced the frustration of being a customer to corporations as they attempt to digitalize much of their customer service. So I'd like to give you five tips for being more successful in implementing new technology like digitalization in your organization. The first step is acknowledge that you really don't know what you're doing. Admit that you believe that a new technology like digitalization may help to significantly improve or even revolutionize your business, but that you really don't know yet. Don't build up expectations that all your digitalization initiatives will change the world. Instead, make it clear that you are experimenting. My second suggestion is learn from others. There are very few instances where being first with the implementation of new technology gives any significant long-term advantages. Study what other organizations are doing, what works and what doesn't. Try to adapt their experiences to your own business. My third suggestion is limit the possible negative effects of your experimentation or exploration phase. In the same way you would control a scientific experiment, test your ideas on a small scale 
before you implement them throughout your organization. One of the easiest ways to do this is by executing trials or pilots. My fourth tip is don't be afraid to pull the plug on your ideas when they don't work out. Remember, your first loss is your best loss. My fifth suggestion is take an experimental or iterative approach. Let's face it, we're talking about new technology. The likelihood that you get it right the first time is very small. Instead of expecting great results and being disappointed, expect only to learn. Take what you've learned, redefine your goals and your strategy, and try again. Keep trying until you get it right. And when you get it right, then you can scale up your pilot to a full-scale implementation. This month I'd like to suggest a book called Digital to the Core, Remastering Leadership for Your Industry, Your Enterprise, and Yourself by the authors Mark Reschino and Graham Waller. Digital to the Core argues that business leaders need to understand the impact of digital transformation and how it's affecting their industries, companies, leadership styles, and practices. This book delivers practical insights from those on the front lines of major digital upheaval. The book is based on interviews with over 30 top executives in some of the world's most powerful companies and government organizations, including General Electric, Ford, McDonald's, Publicis, and the UK Government Digital Service. I think you'll really enjoy this book. I'd also like to recommend an article. It's an article by a couple of McKinsey consultants. It's called Four Paths to Your Digital Transformation. It came out just a few days ago, and the authors present four ways to digitally transform your operating model. And in practice, they function more as a continuum than as a discrete and separate path. And the authors provide insights in how you choose the right strategic steps you should take in order to adapt to the state of digitalization that your organization is in. Both this article and the book, uh, you can find the links to them on my homepage at kellyodell.com. I hope you've enjoyed this month's uh, podcast, and I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Thank you.